0: to do.
1: Copy that and then paste it into your safari in the address video. That's because Bellman had taken care of that. You just clicked on it and launched the song.
2: It just wasn't his email that way. You just had to take the
0: phrase.
2: Copy the phrase like blessed. Copy it and paste it into your search engine Google Chrome or Internet
3: Search. Alright, church. Good morning, welcome to September 2020, amen. Hard to believe, but uh, we have one quarter left in 2020. I pray that this, these last few months will be uh, quite different than what we've experienced in the first three-fourths of this year. So um, there's a scripture in Acts chapter 2. I want to bring to your attention uh, Peter, in preaching on the day of Pentecost, refers back to Joel, the prophet Joel. And he, and, he, and he mentions how in the last days, he says, God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. And he talks about how um, young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. And even my servants, my male and female servants, will prophesy. And he goes on to say that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so that is really where we are right now in history, is that we're in what's called the spirit of grace, the the age of grace, okay? Um, Because right now, any person... Anywhere, anytime, any place, if they call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today, they will be what? They will be saved. Amen. And so we're really wanting to see God give us an outpouring of His Holy Spirit. And that's what this first song is all about. It's about the fountains being poured out from heaven and God's grace being poured out upon us. So would you stand as we sing together this morning? One, two, three, four.
4: Dry in desert land, I tell myself keep walking on. Here's something up ahead, it's water falling like a song an everlasting stream, your river carries me home. Let it flow, let it flow. A well, that never will run dry I've rambled on my own Never believing I would find An everlasting stream Your river
0: carries me home Let it flow, let it flow Hope in the heavens
4: No, baby. They-
0: It's strong like a river, your love oh, is running through all my father. Th-
3: God. Amen. You guys, you may be seated. You may be seated. So I'm just going to kind of do this from up here um, to save me the, the up and down. But we want to welcome you. If you're here today, you're visiting with us, guys. We, we want to make sure you know you are an honored guest. We are so thankful that you've chosen to worship with us. Please don't take that for granted. There's no way really for us to know all the time who's visiting. I know a lot of people kind of slip in and slip out. But if you're a guest or a first-time visitor, or maybe you visited several times and just uh, ha- have never really taken the time to give us a little bit of information on yourself, it would mean a lot to us if you would grab one of our Connect cards. Usually they're in the chair backs in front of you. Um, there may be some pins there, should be some pins as well, but if you just give us some general information, we'd love to follow up with you, and primarily, and this is for members too, as well, always. Members, you can, you can put your prayer requests and your prayer needs on there. We pray for our um, our people weekly, and so uh, you can use those connect cards uh, to communicate that with us. Also, um, I've been told there's plenty of announcements on your bulletin, uh, but Tommy put this on my stool pretty forcefully uh, to make sure that I make this announcement. Okay, so you ready? Wednesday night dinner. We, we kicked it off. Uh, have we done two weeks now? Just one? Yeah, two weeks. Wow. So since Monday is a holiday and the church office is closed, Labor Day, you may still call in dinner reservation until noon on Tuesday. We're giving you a little extra grace. Um, and so these are the new dinner envelopes, guys, they're little brown envelopes. Uh, so be sure you can use that. You can sign up online. You can call Miss Patty at the office like some of you have done for years. And so please don't, don't forget, we do, we do give you till Tuesday at noon, okay. Uh, check your bulletins, guys. There's so much going on; plenty of things uh, to to uh, follow up with as far as what's going on in the church. But I just want to bring attention real quick to you uh, again to our prayer table down here. We started a season of prayer back on August 16th, and we are just we're just asking God to teach us how to pray, and we're wanting God to give us a deeper desire to pray. And you know, it's it's kind of strange, but we need to pray that God would help us pray. Amen. And it's like, that's a starting place. And so I hope that all of you are starting to grow in this area. And again, it's something that God has to kind of do in our hearts and in our lives. Um, but I don't want you to forget that down here, uh, we, we'll have people here after the service to pray for you. Maybe you just need somebody to pray for you right now. That We're here for that. Uh, there's pledge cards. There's resources that you can sign up for. Um, there are um, prayer guides uh, that will guide you through how to pray for Your family, or for your scriptures, um, excuse me, for uh, uh, your church, or whatever it may be. And so, those things are are available down here uh, at the table, and uh, we encourage you to visit that table um, before you go today. And so, we have a lot more to share um, about that later as I share about how we're praying really, yet last week and today, we're praying for our families, we're praying for our homes. And so, a lot of what we're going to be singing today has everything to do with that. And so, some of us uh, bring in heavy hearts hearts that have been torn and broken. And so we're going to sing a song next uh, that has everything to do with how God is the heart healer. And so let's stand together as we prepare to worship.
1: You are. There is hope beyond the suffering, joy beyond the tears, peace in every tragedy, love that conquers fears. I have found redemption in the blood of Christ. My body might be dying, but I'll always.
0: me with grace. The struggle here
1: may last a moment. But life with you will last always.
0: There is hope beyond the suffering, joy beyond the
5: I'm at the age now where I've got to make the print as large as I possibly can. (laughs) I'm reading from Ephesians 3, 12 through 21. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Uh, Before I pray, I just want to say the scripture that we just read is Paul praying for the church at Ephesus. He's sensing that they were losing heart and needed the sustaining power of the Father. So he prayed and he bowed his knees before the Father. And this is significant because in, in those days, it wasn't customary for, for Jews to bow their knees in prayer. I mean, we may think of praying that way, but Jews usually prayed standing up. Um, if you've all ever had the opportunity to go to the Wailing Wall, uh, you can see that picture very clearly there. So anyway, bowing was reserved really for royalty Or when they really had a deep intense concern and both is going on here and so Paul approaches King Jesus the most sovereign on high all-powerful and our kings Kingsman Redeemer our high priest the Lord of all lords the king of all kings but he also approached him as father from whom every family in heaven and earth is named he's the epitome of fatherhood he's Abba He's the great comforter. He's the lover of our soul. He's Elroy, the God who sees. He's our daddy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are filled with humility as we come to you today, asking not only for light and knowledge, but also for help and motivation through your power to keep us going. Because, Lord, it's hard right now. It really is. We need our inner selves to be transformed lord not just the public self that we display on social media and not the professional ones that our colleagues and co-workers know and not even just our personal self that's revealed to our family and close friends but lord our private self the one only Elroy knows where our thoughts and motives live lord please transform our inner self to boldly And clearly stay on the path you have chosen for us. We know you're looking at our hearts. And we don't want to be people who just go through the motions, Lord, and fake it. Lord, we don't have a desire to be lukewarm. We don't just want to check off boxes and miss the ministry that you've placed in front of us. Lord, please don't let us do church and leave Jesus out. We want to be the light to let every person we come into contact with hear about you. And know what you've done for them. So Lord, we pray that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. Lord, we ask that you make your home in our hearts. Lord, let us sense your presence as we take hold of your promises. Renew our faith. Awaken us to all that you have planned for us. And give us a sense of urgency in the missions you've placed us in. Lord, we pray that we are rooted in your love. Help us draw all of our nourishment and everything we need to sustain us from your strength help us to withstand the storms of life and to be grounded in your love and to be filled with your fullness lord we cannot know what cannot be known and we cannot do what cannot be done on our own spiritual intimacy with you father determines our spiritual capacity You are the vine and we are the branch. The closer we get to you, God, the more capacity you will give us. We need that more than information. We need transformation by the Spirit of God. So, Lord, help us to invest our time wisely studying your word and living your will. And, Lord, you who are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, it's all about you, Lord not about me or anyone else in this room but it's about you you are able you can save our hard-headed hard-hearted lost friends and family members you don't do anything halfway you're able to do the impossible there's no limit to what you can do any limitation is ours and our in itself imposed We can limit an unlimited God with our lack of faith and unbelief. So, Lord, I'm asking you again that you reignite our faith and place us in a place of revival. Lord, erase any unbelief we still struggle with. Lord, we offer all of us to you so that you may maximize what you want to do in our life. Lord, Paul learned to glory in his infirmities. Paul said his troubles in life were for your glory, your good, and your gain. Lord, May we praise our way through the pain, through the pressure, through the past, the present, adversity, and challenges. And we will see you do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. In your son's name we pray. Amen.
3: So guys, uh, thank you, Lynn, for that. That was great. we're going to teach you a new song, and, and I want to just say something real quick before we, we do this. It's very important that our understanding and, and image of God, I guess, if you will, is, is according to His revealed will through Scripture and not what kind of the, the idea of God that we make up in our own minds. I think we all would agree with that. And the, the song is called Who You Are to Me. And I just wanted to make sure it's important we understand that, that we need to make sure God is who he is to us as he has revealed himself to us through scripture. But I just want to teach you this chorus, and um, it just goes simply like this. So you kind of hear it and have it in your heart, and, and then we sing it together. So it goes like this. You're
4: amazing, faithful, love's open door, and I'm empty. You fill me with hunger for more of your mercy, your good. Lord, you're the air that I breathe, that's who you are to me.
3: Okay, got it? Not hard. We're going to sing it together. Let's stand together.
4: you're distant just some words on a page and there's nothing more than fables handed down along the way but I've seen you part the waters where no one else could pull me from the deep That's who you are to me
0: some people think you just made of stone I know you live inside my heart know that it's your home I've seen you in a sunset In the of a stranger on the street It's who you are to me Sing it with us You're amazing, faithful Love's open door When I'm You feel hunger from more.
3: guys continue to remain standing. And so we're going to read, we're going to have a corporate reading of scripture together from the Gospel of John. So John 3, read this together with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Amen. So guys, we wanted to do something special today. And uh, many of you may or may not be aware that we have these prayer walls on the side of uh, the sanctuary and you probably pass them by every week and you may not uh, pay attention to it and some of you have definitely utilized our prayer wall and so here's what we want to do as you feel free and as you feel led I, I would love to see as many people here to participate in this as we can so you got basically at least three options okay option number one write a prayer down there are little prayer cards in these boxes by the prayer wall you can go grab a clean card write a prayer need or a praise so we have a praise section and we have a prayer section because it's both right we can thank God or we can give our prayers to God so you can grab a card write a prayer down write a praise down hang it on the wall okay that's one number two you can grab a prayer off of the wall and pray over that right then Just just pray you may not even know who it is doesn't matter God knows right Pray for that person. Pray for that need. Or if you grab a praise off of the wall, take a little bit of time just to thank God. Thank you, God. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory for who you are, what you've done, how faithful that you are. So take a minute to do that. Or you could do a combination of all three, right? So you could write one down. You could hang one up. You can pray for another. And so, guys, what we're going to do at this time is that we're going to enter into a song. One of my favorites is called Do It Again. And basically the song is that, God, you have been faithful forever. You have proven yourself faithful historically throughout all of history. And if he's been good on his promises in the past, that means he'll be good on them in the future. Amen? So God is faithful to do what he says he will do. And so, guys, at this time, we're going to go ahead and allow you to take your time. Head to the prayer wall. If you want to sit right where you are, that's fine. We're going to be singing over you during this time. Amen.
4: No.
1: No
3: said amen thank you guys you may be seated and we've got some scripture reading from not camera names
2: it's the other guy that's five six <laughs> Peter Simons has got sick this morning and Cameron can play guitar and I can't of course so he's there leading worship and I'm, I'm praying and I, I love the season of prayer that we're in um, praying to me, is probably one of the most difficult things. It's the most difficult discipline, I would say, and the most powerful tool, I think, that God has shown me in my life. And I, I don't understand how that can exist. How, how can prayer be so powerful, yet the hardest thing and the last thing to remember? And uh, I'm, I'm just excited about our, our church's focus on this. And I'm reminded, just sitting here uh, again, I think Cam- or, uh, Marcus let me know maybe 45 minutes ago that I would be here. I don't enjoy public speaking and uh, so i'm excited to be here and i'm excited that that god reminded me of a a time where prayer made such a powerful a powerful impression on my life Uh, i'm an elder at our church even though i look young or at least prematurely bald um balding so uh three years ago when i was asked to be an elder my response was you know a i'm not tall enough or old enough and uh they they asked me to pray about it and they gave me scriptures Here's the list of scriptures that, that are expected out of an elder. And it was it was really easy to see how I didn't stack up. And I, I made a really long list. I don't know if you guys remember, right? I came in with a, li- a nice long list of just stuff I would rather them know now before uh, before they found out another way, before they found out after I was all of a sudden on an elder board with them. And so I read this long list, build my guts. It was like uh, on the Goonies, you know, when when Chunk is being interrogated. And they're just like, please stop. You know, he started at five years old and worked his way up. And at the end of that, you know, I just, you know, these were the times I was a coward. These were the times I let people down. These were the times, basically, you wouldn't want me as an elder. And at the end of that, you remember Brother John, he said, let's just take a moment. Let's pray. Let's pray for you. And Chris Ellison, I would say the guy that epitomizes most of what I, I want to be in the areas where I struggle a lot, endurance and patience and the, the things that he has, he was the guy that prayed for me. And I, I know I knew him, of course, well before this, and he put his hand on me and he prayed for me. And, uh, and it was powerful, and it really was. And I want, um, hopefully today, we're going to read again, just, I really don't want to go after Lynn, that was phenomenal. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, we're we're going to read uh, another passage that Paul wrote to Colossians, and we'll, we'll just read that together. If you can turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. We'll read from verse 9 to 20. It says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. And guys, pay attention to these these alls. All things were created through him and for him. And he, Jesus, is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you for these words, Lord, not just because they're, they're, they're good words, but because they're true. Lord, we thank you for this, this incredible accounting that you've done in verses 9 through 14, Lord, where you, you took what we deserved, the bad things we deserved, and you put them on your son, Jesus didn't deserve any of it lord he bore it he paid for it father you gave us everything he deserved a, a perfect life that that he lived lord we get the benefit of that father we thank you for the inheritance that's mentioned here lord i pray that we never forget that we are your children we're your sons and daughters we are brothers and sisters with christ as crazy as that sounds and lord i, I pray that we remember we're each other's brothers and sisters. Lord, I pray specifically right now, the all things, Lord, I pray that the all things that you hold together, Lord, I pray that that includes our families. Lord, I pray that, that includes husbands and wives, parents and children. Lord, hold them together right now, Lord. It's gonna be impossible to do without you as it has been for eternity past, Lord, and I pray that we depend on you to do so. Lord, I pray for our family here, that our our, our brother and sisterhood that we have as as members of your church lord even just locally here lord i pray that you hold us together lord i pray that we remember these incredible promises that we don't try in our own might lord that we put it on you and we just remember we praise you for what you have done and Lord, we marvel at what you will do through us in jesus name amen
3: Thank you, Mike. Wow, I don't know if I can follow that up either. Strong, just that uh, holding all things together and thinking about our families today—that is uh, that is fantastic. Thank you for that, guys. I, again, uh, the, these these services are different; they're a little special, and, and I just want to uh, accomplish um, one simple thing today, and that's to pray for our families. Last week we we discussed how our families are hurting. Um, that where do we hurt the most? It's the people that we that we love the most. That's where that's where we, we hurt the most. And there's always that hurt and that pain and that disappointment and that struggle. And you know it's it's so evident that our families on so many different levels are hurting right now. And it could be financial, it could be in relationships, it could be spiritually, emotionally, physically. Uh, you name it. Obviously, I, I love what brother. Brother John says in his wisdom, he says, everybody that comes into the, a building like this is hurting somehow, some way. And uh, we, we, we examined that last week and, and just really kind of laid those things, gave them to God. Just, here, Lord, take it. We, I can't take it anymore. And, and that's, the, that's the, the challenge that we have as believers is trying to hold on to those things and handle those hurts and, and uh, fix it uh, in our own strength. And, the, and, and just it just wears us out. We just get worn down and we just can't go anymore. And finally, after, you know, our hard head gets the, the message, the memo, I've got this. You know, the Lord is, is quite capable of taking our hearts and, and bringing healing in our hearts. And so uh, today, I, there were four, four, I usually don't do alliteration, okay? If you know me long enough, I'm, I'm not necessarily the, you know, three, three Ps and a poem guy. Um, but today, there were four Ps that uh, God laid and placed upon my heart that I wanted to just offer up in prayer for our families. And, and those are peace, provision, protection, and preparation. And so let's just kind of work through these individually. And I'm going to share some scriptures with you guys. And then we're just going to take some time to pray through these for our families. Because it, it, I'm a husband. I'm a father, obviously. I'm a family man. I love family. This is our this is our church family that is made up of many individual families. And so I began to think about, Lord, what is it that you would want to bless me with? What is it that you wanted to share on, and put on my heart for me and my family? And these were the things that really came to the surface as I prayed through that. And so let's talk real quickly about peace. How many of us need some peace right now? I began to think about peace and just looking at the biblical definition of peace, it's, it's wholeness. Uh, when all essential parts are joined together. Think about that. The, the picture, and again, think about it from the picture of the family. All the different members of your family are, are together. There's not an outlier. There's not a, a rebellious one. You know, that, that we're, we're together. We're at peace. Rest from war. <laughs> it's a classic definition of of peace, harmony between two or more parties. There's three, at least three types of peace that I'm going to pray for today. The first is what I call positional peace. And this is more from an individual level, but we can't overlook it. It comes from Romans 5.1. It says this, Paul writes, and he says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Very, very important that we understand that we must have peace with God. That's our positional peace that we have. In other words, by nature, we are children of wrath. We are enemies of the cross. That we are under God's judgment and condemnation. You know, we don't like to think of ourselves that way. But, but we are. We're enemies of God by nature. And therefore, we need to be reconciled. We need to be made at peace with God. And there's only one way that happens. It's through faith in Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are brought into a restored relationship with God. And our position with God changes, and we're no longer His enemies. But now we're members of His household. We're members of His family, right? So that's justification. That's, that's being in a right relationship with God through faith. Very essential. We need to have positional peace, okay? Peace with God. Ready? Number two, there's the peace of God. Uh, this is more of a, a personal piece. This is where I think all of us can really benefit from what we're trying to do today. Not, not that any of the, all of these are important, but, but especially this is the peace that we need when everything else around us is out of control. The world is in chaos. Our relationships are in chaos. Our house is out of of control. Our relationships are falling apart. Our finances are crumbling. I mean, you could just name it. Any circumstance, situation, the outside things in our life are just completely spiraling out of control. And at that very same moment, it is amazing that in Jesus Christ, we have peace. That's the peace of God. Jesus says it this way. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Listen, not as the world gives do I give to you. Very important we understand that. Listen, guys, this world has nothing to offer us. This world cannot offer us peace. But Jesus can. He says, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And then, of course, the classic from Philippians 4. And the peace of God, peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So that is that personal peace that no one can take from you. Not a situation, not a circumstance, not another person, not anything in this world can take that personal peace, the peace of God that rules and reigns within our hearts. Guys, we need that. We need that. So there's positional peace, there's personal peace, But then there's also relational peace. This one's a little trickier. This is what I call peace in God. In other words, when two people are in Christ, they automatically have fellowship. They automatically are at peace. And we all live in a happy, perfect world and nobody ever gets angry at each other, right? Right? So even among believers, and especially amongst the members of our own household, there's going to be conflict and contention and disappointment and sin and all kind of just drama and all kind of problems arise. And we know, I don't have to tell you today because we all understand it, but this is what peace in God means. It's the ability to maintain healthy relationships with others through the Spirit of God in spite of our hurts and our disappointments and our offenses against each other. Now, the reason this one's a little trickier is because it does require both parties to be at peace. So, in other words, how can you make somebody else be at peace with you? Can you make anybody else do anything? You might try. I got some scripture for that. So so what do we do if we're in our homes, if our homes are are chaotic, or if they're in places of contention or hostility or chaos, or if there's anger or spirit of rejection or whatever it may be, how can we experience peace with those that we love even when they, the other party, is unwilling to have peace? Well, this is what we do. We go back to steps one and two. We go back and remember our positional peace. And we remember that Jesus has offered us personal peace. So at least we have that. And then how do we address the other party? Romans 12. Listen to this. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty. Associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Listen, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And listen to this. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live at peace with everyone. As long as it depends upon you. If the other party hasn't come around yet, you go back to bless you don't curse, you rejoice, you you pray for them. You, you take these these scriptures at face value and trust that God will do his part to work on that heart while he allows you to remain at peace in your own heart. So guys, I don't know where your family is right now and you may be living in a home right now that is full of tension and chaos and anger and just discontentment or whatever it may be, but I just want to stop right now and pray For the peace of Christ. And the way that I want to pray is this. And I just want to ask this one question before I pray. Let's think about Jesus. Literally. As a guest in our home. Heck. I tell you what. Let's just say he moved in. Now I want you to think about that. If Jesus Christ moved into your house. Today. Today. Or let's say he's been living there all along. Which last time I checked, he's omnipresent, so he pretty much has. Is he your honored guest? Is he the one that has superiority and supremacy at the table? Is he the one that is the true king and lord over our homes? Is he the king of the castle? You see, sometimes we get caught up in all this and we forget Jesus is with us. Jesus dwells among us. Jesus Christ is living among us in the midst of us. And sometimes we, we, he's over in the corner somewhere and we don't even acknowledge him and we don't even pay attention to him. And we think we got to figure all this out on our own. And we don't run to him when we need our help and we don't trust him to provide the peace that we need and, and all these kinds of things. And Jesus is over there in the corner. Can't you imagine what he does with us so many times? I think about Moan. So he's just shaking his head. When are you going to stop? trying to figure this out and fix it your way and just come to me and let me do what i do because i am the prince of peace so let's pray right now for our families father in heaven we pray for a peace that surpasses all understanding in our hearts to guard us lord all we know to do is to run to you and allow you to indwell us and give us peace that we can't manufacture we can't create it. We can't just make it happen. You've got to be the one providing that daily and moment by moment. Thank you for the positional peace we have, Lord, that we can be justified. And and Lord, uh, declared righteous in your sight. Never will we lose that, that righteousness, the justification in Christ, Lord. So help us to stand on that and help us to trust you that you will provide peace, not as the world gives, but as only as you can give. And then, God, for our homes that are hurting right now and they're all out of sorts, Jesus, please forgive us. Please have mercy. Please just please allow us another day to acknowledge that we have not allowed you to be the king of our homes and the Lord of our hearts and the, and the ruler of our households. Help us to declare you the, the true honored guest, the privileged guest in our homes once again so that, Lord, you can bring peace among family members spouses, children and parents, brothers and sisters. Father, only you can do this. And so we pray now, Lord, that wherever we are and whatever we have experienced and whatever is going on around us, that you will give us peace, as your word says, that you keep him in perfect peace whose eyes are fixed on you because we trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. What about provision? Provision is, again, one of my favorite titles for the Lord comes from Genesis 22. The story of Abraham and Isaac. And after that drama unfolds, what does Abraham say? The Lord will provide. The Lord has provided. Jehovah Jireh. On this mountain the Lord will provide. Again, he was pointing us to Jesus, the the, the great sacrifice that Christ would make on that very same mountain, just uh, probably about 2,000 years or so later. But we understand that God is provider. And so when we think about, uh, you know, I, I just want to keep this simple. Think about it. The Lord came to Moses and said, Moses, I want you to go, you know, deliver my people from Egypt and go back to Pharaoh and all. And, and Moses says, Well, who should I tell them that you are? What do you say? I am. In other words, Moses, whatever you need, I am. Don't worry about it. I am. People out there today, my, my brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever it is that you need, from a physical level to a financial level to a relationship level to a family level to emotional, mental you name it, physical, health wise you go to Jesus today and say Lord I believe that you are the great I am so that whatever we need he is Philippians 4.19 and my God will supply every need of yours according to, listen His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Wow. What then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all. Listen, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Guys, there are things in our life that we are dependent upon God daily to provide. That's why he taught us to pray. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Tomorrow's not promised. We need just put enough grace for the day. And guess what? That's enough. What did he tell Paul? My grace is sufficient. My grace is enough, Paul. And so guys, I just want to pray for our families right now that I know many of us are hurting on so many different levels and we're just going to call out to the great I am and say, Lord, whatever it is that we need, you are, we trust you, we know you'll provide and we're trusting you to be our provider. Amen? Let's pray. Father, you told us to come to you and to ask you simply in faith to give us what we need every day to meet our basic needs Of food and shelter and clothing and and health and strength and ability. And then, Lord, even beyond that, that when those things are taken away or when we're hurting or struggling financially or physically, emotionally, Lord, if our relationships are falling apart, then you tell us to come to you even in those moments, especially to know that your grace is sufficient, Lord, that your power is made perfect in our weakness and that you are able to supply us all needs, every need that we have according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Lord, you are willing to give us so much more than we could ever possibly imagine, Lord, because you are willing to give us your son. How can you not freely now give us all things that we need? Lord, it's not always what we want. Help us to be sensitive, Lord, to the difference between the things that we want and the things that we need. And Lord, please forgive us of, of having ungrateful hearts please forgive us for not counting our blessings please forgive us father for not being grateful for who you are and what you have done so lord for our families today you know our needs you know them even before we ask but yet lord we come to you to acknowledge that you alone are our provider you are the great I am and that whatever it is that we need, we come to you and we ask you to provide, Lord, for our good, but for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What about our protection? Hey, if you hadn't figured it out yet, your home is a battleground. There's an enemy, he's real. We call him the evil one. I'm not even going to name that rascal. But he's real. And he's always looking for a way in. He's always looking for a weak spot. He's always looking for a a crack in the door. And if we're not careful, we will open the door. All of us have done it. All of us are guilty of it. And so when we open the door to the evil one, our enemy, and and we allow satanic influence into our homes, Uh, we are basically setting ourselves up for lots of hurt, lots of chaos, lots of confusion, lots of anger, lots of sin. So parents, grandparents, listen, I just want to challenge you this morning. We are called to be watchmen and we're called to be gatekeepers. We're called to be watchmen, and we're called to be gatekeepers. That means that parents, grandparents, everything that takes place in your home and in my home, who's responsible for that? You are. I am. Every person that comes into your house. I want to be honest with you guys. Some of you need to be very careful about the people that you let into your house oh but we're supposed to be christians and just supposed to love everybody and later Nah. you got to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves don't be letting some dangerous person or, or divisive person or, or some kind of a in bad influence into your home to corrupt your marriage or corrupt your children or whatever it may be be very careful about the people that you let into your home be careful about the words that are said The images that are seen, the deeds that are done, the movies and the shows that are played, the songs that are sung, every single influence, guys, it's a battleground. And we are called to be protectors. And many of us are not protecting our homes very well. And some of us are doing better than others, and some of us are just completely oblivious to the fact that it's our responsibility. Now, I want to say something God will protect you from evil. Okay? I can prove it to you. Jesus, in, his, in the Lord's Prayer, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 2 Thessalonians 3, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. 1 Corinthians 10, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. There it is. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure God will protect you from evil. But let me tell you something, guys. If we want to keep company with demons, how is God going to protect you with that? If we're going to open our hearts and our homes and our lives and our, our families to demonic influence and satanic influence and deeds of darkness and all the kind of things that are corrupting our minds and our hearts and our lives, then how is it that God's going to bless that? He's not going to bless that. You see, we have to, a part to play in protecting our homes. I'm going to encourage you this morning to please take some inventory. Take inventory. What is in your homes? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you saying? What are you doing? Who are the people there? What are you doing? Examine yourself. Examine your homes. Take some inventory. There may be an opportunity through this season of prayer to start purging. Start, start purging some of the evil out of your house. That stuff matters, guys. Because the enemy give you are giving the enemy authority to operate in your home when you don't, when you allow those things to, to remain. And I know nobody wants the enemy to have authority to operate in your home, among your family and your marriage and your children, but many of us are suffering right now because of that. And so we do have a role to play in that. But thank God that He will protect us from evil. He is our refuge. I'm just going to ask this question before I pray. Would Jesus be ashamed with some of the things that he sees and hears in your house? Let's pray. Father, we know that you are able, you are mighty to save we know, Lord, that Jesus has triumphed over the principalities and powers and rulers in the heavenly places that you put them to open shame through the cross and through your resurrection. You are now seated at the highest place of authority in heaven and on earth. And that means, Lord, we are seated with you and you have given us authority. But, Lord, many of us have, we have relinquished our authority to the enemy, Lord, and we've allowed him a door. We've allowed him a way in. And, Lord, many of us are suffering. Help us to be protectors of our homes, of our marriages, of our children, of the things that our eyes see and our ears hear. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Lord, help us to be watchmen, standing watch on the walls of our home to make sure, Lord, that, we are, that we're sounding the call of warning, Lord, when things are not going right or we don't allow those influences in. Father, please help us to be protectors so that we can remain underneath your umbrella of blessing, under your covenant of grace. And so God, whatever it is that our families are struggling with or hurting with today, whatever influences, demonic, satanic influences that are going on in our families, Lord, whatever, whatever attachments that are remaining in our homes that give the enemy authority, Lord, help us to be diligent to purge those things from our home. To get them out, to throw them away, to cut them off to take action in Jesus' name. Amen. And lastly, this one right here is is, is kind of interesting, but I'm just going to read from uh, 1 Peter. Chapter 2 and and just finish on this. But with preparation, you you take this for whatever it is that you need to do. When I say preparation, I'm basically saying, what do you need to change? What action plan do you have? What are are the, the steps that need to begin to be taken so that we're more prepared to to create a culture in our homes that have peace and and to trust God to provide the things that we can't provide on our own and to be protectors of our homes and our families and our marriages and our children and that we need to make some changes and that's the preparation that we need to make. Listen to what it says from the Apostle Peter. It says, therefore, preparing your minds for action. Preparing your minds for action. That means we got to do something with the Word of God. We don't just hear it and be sober-minded. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am. You know what that means? Christians, different. Our homes should be different. Our marriages, our children should be different, set apart. So whatever it is that we need to do today, we're going to enter into a time of prayer before we sing our last song. And I just want you guys to to get honest with God. God. If there's been something said today that resonates with you or brought some conviction, deal with it today. Just take it to God, and He will get you on that right path and on that right track to do and make the changes that you need to make. Amen? All right. Guys, let's pray before we sing. Father, we just give this whole entire service to You. We give our families to You, Lord. Let us remember that You are the honored guest. No, You're the Lord. You're the king over our homes. You're not just a guest. You're the, you're the head of our home. Help us to remember that and to make preparations and to and to take action and to not fall back into the ways of, of the world and, and the and the ignorance of the of the world. But Lord, help us to be holy even as you are holy. Lord, I pray these things today for our families. And give them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to get to sing now. Y'all know that just about every service I get an opportunity to give you the high priestly blessing. And we've done this once before. We're going to do it again today. But instead of me saying it for you today and praying it over you, we're going to what? We're going to sing it. Amen? So as our choir makes their way up, guys, we're going to finish our service today with the high priestly blessing that the Lord gave to Aaron, and we're going to sing it together. So let's all stand together as we prepare to sing. John would you close us please sir in a, uh, in a word of prayer we we'll got the mic up here or you can just holler from down there Amen. Thank you, guys. Hey, don't forget our prayer table up here if you need to get some more information. We love you. See you Wednesday night. God bless.